Welcome to the Questionable to Return podcast. Hi, this is Nick. This is Remember Sports, Episode 2, the story of the 2003 Green Bay Packers. Al Michaels with John Madden and Lisa Guerrero. Welcome to Open, where the overriding story took place yesterday afternoon in Mississippi when Brett Favre's father, Irv, drove off the road and died, apparently of a massive heart attack. Next on the list is uh, the O3 pack. Nick, what do you got for us? Uh, O3 Packers. I'm, uh, I believe I'm sophomore in college, and I think it was just uh, it was just uh, an awesome like kind of renaissance. Like not quite. Uh, I know we're gonna hit on the O7 Packers later, kind of Favre's last stand, but um, the O3 pack finished uh, with they were 11 and five, including winning six out of the last seven to um sneak in sneak into the playoffs uh the game the season's most remembered for uh we want the ball we're going to score al harris beating the the seahawks and then fourth and 26 against the eagles being being the big heartbreaker and um to this day i think if if that play doesn't happen uh, i think the packers would have been favored in both the nfc title game against the panthers who eventually lost to the patriots but it wasn't like the Patriots now or in I don't know, half or a third of the prior 20 years where it's the juggernaut Patriots. This was the 
Um, Brady is still young, not even a franchise QB, not even considered like a lockdown franchise QB yet at this, at the time. And uh, I think it would have been at, at least a coin flip against both those teams. So this is a, this is a missing trophy that, that really could have been, but um, I just want to like kind of run down a couple, a couple key bullet points for what the hell happened this, this season. And uh, uh, Favre was 32 touchdown passes, 21 interceptions, which is actually uh, a good, a good Favre season at the time. The games changed a lot and 21 interceptions nowadays is like, what the hell? But back then it was just, Oh yeah. Favre's fearless. He's awesome. He's still, this is one of the, I think that's a pro bowl year. Um, uh, the emergence of Javon Walker uh, in his second year, nine touchdown receptions. He became like this, this jump balling monster that was kind of ideally suited to Favre's game, which was, Oh, it's third and long, uh, a 50 yard incomplete pass or, or a 50 yard interception is just as good as a punt. So, um, but the, the season really boils down to Amon green, 20 touchdowns, 1883 yards at the time. It was the seventh best rushing season of all time. Uh, it was just kind of a second thought behind, uh, Jamal, what was his name on the Ravens? Jamal Lewis. Jamal Lewis put up, uh, I was going to say Jamal Williams. Um, <laughs> Jamal Lewis put up 2,000 yards that year. So Jamal Williams like, will have 2,000 yards this year. There you uh, go. There you hope go. so. On uh, fantasy, on he'll have it on uh, what, Madden? <laughs> when they start airing those for the NFL season? Oh, remember sports, you guys? Sports yeah, is still fun. <laughs> I like the YouTube clip that's been going around where it's basically uh, – He's been practicing social distancing before it was cool, and it's all eclipsed from like last year where he just is waving at people. <laughs> so wait, um, you guys know we're missing the horse competition right now. <laughs> That's a thing now. Watch old sports clips for the next yeah. uh, twelve months of lockdown. It's gonna be great. Well, I like when they're like I like how they're airing like two K like whatever uh, virtual matchups of NBA teams. That's how desperate I've, I'd rather watch 2003 Packers than horse, honestly. <laughs> right now it's Trey Young versus Chauncey Billups. I mean, who doesn't want to watch that? <laughs> Chauncey Billups just shoots threes, and then Trey Young probably shoots half quarters. <laughs> this is crazy. Anyway, go ahead. Let's take uh, a uh, young guy against a guy who hasn't played in eight years. Fun. They're also going to do uh, MLB The Show with actual baseball players running it, and Josh Hader is the Brewers video game representative and i don't know i kind of want to bet on it <laughs> i feel like he's gonna be good all right, all right mike look up what's the my bookie ads on that yeah yeah while you're doing that nick continue with your all three packers all right so uh let's see did i get the the record right here one two three four five no six losses they're ten and six and they leaked into the playoffs and uh, uh they leaked into the playoffs on the back of let's see about mid-season they are uh, four and five going into at Tampa Bay, who's also four and five, desperately need a win. Uh, this is the uh, Warren Sapp, Chad Clifton revenge game from the year before. Oh, I hated um, him yes. after that. He was like, that was the one moment where, like, I feel like Packer fans were really united in a respect for Mike Sherman, like, because Sherman went at him and we, we all hated Sapp with fiery passion. But uh, so they're. It's tied 13-13 in the third quarter, and it's third and – I think it was a third and nine on the two-yard line. And – excuse me, it was the fourth quarter, and they, they basically put together this 98-yard 98 98-yard 98 clock-killing drive that included at least one fourth-down conversion. And um, from there, they would they would take that to a 20-13 win, and that would kind of carry through the rest of the season when they went uh, six out of the last seven games that they won. Um, there were – 
Just before that, there was a couple heartbreakers to uh, we lost a game to the Kansas City Chiefs in overtime, and uh, all of Packer Nation decided they hated Baoju because he he was burnt by Tony Gonzalez on some really long game. Yeah, the best tight end ever. Mm-hmm. And then he also was the victim on a uh, a play in an overtime game against Philadelphia. Uh, oh God, I remember that one. Or actually, it wasn't overtime. It was just late fourth quarter. He gets burnt on like a. Just the receiver out muscled them or something, and and Baoju became that like scapegoat player. Uh, and my like hot take for the like next five years is, hey, Baoju wasn't actually that bad. When Leroy Butler went down, he filled in admirably at safety, and like it's a, there's just always a hated DB, and and we didn't know what a hated DB even was until Ahmad Carroll. Like that's <laughs> that's what a real scapegoat looks like. Yeah. Was that Freddie Mitchell that that just beat him up? Uh, like Pink Pinkard Pinkman Pinkston. Jesse Pinkman or something. <laughs> yeah, Jesse. Yeah. Uh, uh, who's the other guy we drafted with Ahmad Carroll? Joey Thomas. Edwards. Joey Tom. The, they were both horrible. Oh no, yeah, you're right. They I did um to prepare for this, I tried to name I tried to write down on a piece of paper all the O O three Packers that I could from the top of my head. And I got in less than ten minutes, I got forty four forty out of forty four that I guessed were right. That's amazing. Um, Numbers too. Yeah, like, but the ones I didn't get right were like made up guys, like, like I or not. I think I went Tyrone Williams or Tyrell David. Like, I mixed up all the. I was trying to pick David. Who cares? Who cares? Whatever. We're all just getting Alzheimer's. Um, <laughs> no, I think this is how you stave off Alzheimer's in uh, a pandemic. Is you got to keep your mind sharp. <laughs> um, but the the ones I got are just gonna kind of go through the roster very briefly for some highlights here. Uh, Favre. Peterson, Amon, Najee Davenport, Tony Fisher. Those are all fun. William Henderson, uh, Nick Lucci, the, the hair oh, apparent at tight end. Big fat tight end. Nick Lucci, deuce, deuce, right? Fullback, yep, yep. Um, <laughs> Walker, Ferguson, Terry Glenn has departed this year. He goes on to play five more years in Dallas. Donald Driver kind of emerges as a really reliable option. I think he gets his extension after this season. Um, Antonio Chapman was a pickup at receiver. Oh, yeah. As a returner. Mm-hmm. And after someone gets injured, uh, I think it's Karsten Bailey or something or Chapman, uh, Antonio Freeman comes back for a. Oh yeah, uh, a I always love. Time. I love the return, mm-hmm. like the the old veteran coming back to a team. Um, next is my favorite part of the team, uh, oh, yeah. or Chris Kolb's favorite part of the. Oop, commission. What do you call Chris? We don't use last names. Keep <laughs> it Chris. out. <laughs> no, <we're> good. <laughs> What's his name? Um, Mister Chris. Mister Chris. It's okay uh, if people know his last name. What's his uh, address? Yeah. <laughs> He's related to Dan Cold. You know, my social. <laughs> um, this is my favorite part of the team: offensive line: Tauscher, Rivera, Flanagan, Wall, Clifton. All, all pretty much Pro Bowl caliber. Um, actually, maybe actually Pro Bowl caliber. I don't know if Flanagan ever made one. Um, and then Kevin Barry as the sixth O lineman, the Bacon Package. Oh yeah. Uh, fun your, fact: your best friend. Yeah, fun fact, I was actually, uh, his mom was a babysitter in Racine. He's uh, one of the best athletes ever to come out of Park High School. And uh, I, his mom pretty much raised me. We're, we're basically brothers. Uh, <laughs> Is it like the, uh, the blind side and <laughs> you're his brother? Yep, exactly so, that. It was some sort of version of that? Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Kevin Berry was an uh, awesome packer for a, a number of years. Um, I don't, I think he filled in in a pinch for... Some guys, oh, another backup O-lineman on that team was the the end of Errol, Earl Dotson's career. Oh, yeah. Wow. Death Earl Dotson. Or Earl. Death Earl Dotson, you're right. 
Yeah. Um, so that was just a super fun line, and uh, they played a major role in Amon getting his this just monster monster season. Um, and it it was kind of the first time in our lives where the Packers it felt like the Packers really relied on and won with the run, um, even though far through thirty two TDs. Uh, tight end, you got Bubba Franks, David Martin, Wesley Walls, or the corpse thereof. Yeah, was uh, is this the year that Wesley Wells had a had an amazing catch in the end zone? It was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. This, this was against against Oakland. Yeah. yeah this was. Oh like, yeah. Yep. A good there was like that. there was like two big pieces of this year that like are probably one of my favorite games in probably Packers history. Was That's that mo- was the Monday night game when Brett Favre's dad died? And I gotta admit, I have that game, that full game on DVD. I have like Packers top ten. I and, just and that's week sixteen of the season too, where they really needed a win. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to do the defense, and then talk a little bit about week seventeen as well. Sure. Which is a treat in itself. Um, on the D line, you got Kabir, uh, rookie Aaron Campman making some starts. Oh. Uh, I think the year after is when he really starts taking off. Where you're like, what the hell? Aaron Campman's got eight sacks. <laughs> uh, you got you got Gilbert Brown playing through a torn bicep. Uh, Gilbert Brown 2.0. This is after the the fat year that he took off. Um, you got uh, Cletius Hunt instead of Vonnie Holiday. That's a, a Packer tragedy, much maligned. And then you got um, the sad parts of the D line are Joe Johnson and Jamal Reynolds. Just huge oh, misallocation Joe of Johnson. assets. Oh, Joe Johnson just burns. You got um, Ohio State tweener Kenny Peterson getting some reps as well, but. Uh, and then linebackers, you got Diggs, I think rookie Nick Barnett and Hannibal Navies. Um, he was yeah, 22, Nick. yeah. Mm-hmm. Backups were Paris Lennon and uh, special teamer slash really bad linebacker Torrance Marshall. Uh, and then in the secondary, you got uh, the aforementioned Baoju, uh, Al Harris and Mike McKenzie locking down starting cornerbacks uh, with Tyrone Williams as the third. Um, Marcus Anderson playing. Uh, you didn't have to say him. A lot at safety with Antoine Edwards, and then it turns out this Darren Sharper guy turned out to be not a very good guy, but he's yeah. pretty good at football. Well, I bring up Marcus Anderson because he's the one who uh, gave up the fourth and whatever. He made uh, the he made the big hit, I guess. For the sake of uh, this segment, we're we're only focusing on the field stuff for Darren Sharper and Kabir. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Oh, you're <laughs> lost yeah. his damn mind as well. Apparently, it's okay. CT is not real. Well, um, Nick, Bar- Nick Barnett has some secret past that we won't talk about. Right now. Oh, I yeah. think that this bears discussing. Actually, yeah. <laughs> um, tell, tell oh, the story. Really? Okay, yeah, all right. Stop. Okay. Um, wait, wait, wait. Let's just this precursor this. Nick Barnett's like was my favorite Packer. He was my Packer, and this is the year that we actually visited, and I got his autograph on the picture that I got with him. Go ahead. Yeah, you're so excited um, to see you. So excited. I, I, he I hated it. We need he was his, so pissed. We need his height and weight for this discussion as well. <laughs> <laughs> so Nick Barnett is uh, was six two two twenty eight sideline to sideline rangy linebacker. Um, I remember when we drafted him. Uh, I was at a poker room and we had our choice of middle linebackers on the board which was what There's everybody knew the Packers needed and uh we passed on EJ Henderson and the Lions got I think Boss Bailey yes and those were like all the ESPN stuff said those were the top two middle linebackers and we take this Nick Barnett and you look down at your magazine and you're like hey this is, this is the third round this is oh no this is a terrible pick and you get all pissed off like you know anything about the draft <laughs> 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 like, wait pause like, 
Pause. Did you just say look down at your magazine and not on the internet? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, 2003. All right. Draft magazines. Oh. <laughs> Remember those? Yeah. And they would come out seven weeks before the draft. Uh, and so he drafted Nick Barnett, and he kind of uh, he'd lead the team in tackles because it's four three, and he kind of had some swagger to him, and he's kind of uh, became sort of a sort of a team leader. And me and Mike are one day debating just stupid Packer crap, uh, probably working in a greasy food stand or living in a crappy apartment. And uh, we're debating what five Packers would make the best basketball team and having this earnest discussion about it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, I'm going to, and like, we, we like agreed on the first two and like got in a fight about the third one. Or, and I'm like, I'm going to find out. And I, I create, there's this new website at the time called Twitter. And uh, <laughs> we, I, uh, I created, still don't I use up, it. I looked up MySpace, uh, and there's a word for girl that's not appropriate. <laughs> MySpace. Did you look up MySpace thought? <laughs> thought wasn't a word yet. Okay. I, I went with a, a traditional right. oldie but a goodie. Okay. And uh, and I, I found a picture of a, a particularly cute girl um, primping a little bit and showing off. You know, it was it was <laughs> clean enough to show grandma, but not be proud of it. <laughs> and, clean enough to show grandma. But not be proud of it. Like oh, this, not be proud this of is it. a girl who needs to go to church, but mm-hmm. grandma won't look at it and say, Grandma's I'm like, to to all right, whatever. <laughs> and <laughs> so uh, I created this account and I tweeted at Nick Barnett, my very first tweet, and I said something like, uh, hi Nick, me and my girlfriends were just having a debate which which Packers would be the best basketball players on the team, besides you, Teehee, wink wink. <laughs> and like and think nothing of it. And like uh, the next day, I get an email and it says Nick Barnett has DM'd you or something like that. <laughs> and like, I open up my email and it just says where you live. <laughs> and oh, Nick! Deleted the email. Didn't didn't go forward with it at all. Uh, there's a movie big fan with Pat Oswald that probably would have <laughs> foreshadowed oh, the ending. That's a great. That's a great movie. But, I mean. But so Nick was catfishing before the uh, the yeah. linebacker got catfished. What was I name? mean, that's that story is completely logical. I mean, we were having a debate about Packers playing basketball, and then we decide how do you settle a debate? Is you make a fake account, you catfish one of the Packers starters, and you get him to answer. We're not complete psychopaths at all. That's just normal human behavior. I think a couple more beers, and we'd have been at his at his house asking, or he'd have been at our apartment looking for. A couple more beers and we would have made girl. made the news for getting beat up by a professional athlete. <laughs> that would have been better. But uh, let's see. So that, oh, that's good the, stuff though. So anyway, you were saying this defense it was uh, <laughs> it was Ben don't break at Donatel, right? Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. They put up they ended the season on a couple of gems, forty one to seven over the Raiders, the, the Brett Favre's dad game, uh, Irvin Favre. And then they win a game at Lambeau or in the, the three o'clock slot. Uh, playing the Broncos, they went thirty-one to three. Amon Green's got like a ninety-eight yard run. They're just they're just absolutely killing it. Uh, this is pre-smartphone, uh, and probably most of the stadium. I'd say who knows how much the stadium was actually rocking cell phones, but uh, and even pre like, I remember watching the game on just a little football moving back and forth on GameCast or whatever. And it's the 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 Packer fans are at the at Lambeau watching them stomp the Broncos, but we need the Vikings to, um, we need the Vikings to lose or we're not going to make the playoffs. The Vikings beat us week one. And therefore they were 
they were winning the division for uh, 16 games, 60 minutes, and 61 seconds. Uh, because on the last play of Vikings at Cardinals in Arizona, uh, one of the McCown brothers, anybody remember? Josh. Uh, Josh. Josh McCown. The same uh, Josh McCown that's still Poole. playing. That is still playing for the I Eagles. I was playing in a playoff game last night. I, I know. That's completely crazy. That's crazy. To a, a, a little-known receiver, like the fourth or fifth receiver on the Cardinals, Nathan Poole. Um, they they take him down at the at the very end of on the it's like fourth and it's their own fourth and 24 or something like that. Uh, and uh, the Vikings have like the best announcer for just heartbreaking, gut-wrenching calls. Paul Allen. I don't know if he's still oh, around he's or alive. Oh yeah. He's still around. He's still calling the games. Yeah. But I, I'm pretty sure I have it memorized and <laughs> I don't know if I want to <laughs> do it full justice, <laughs> but it well, was uh insert, just... insert clip here. Get back. Guys. Here it is. The season's on the line. Two receivers left and right. McCown takes the snap. He steps up. He's all by himself. Fires into the end zone. Caught! Touchdown! No! No! The Cardinals have knocked the Vikings out of the playoffs. And this I is when that. I this is when I hug Andy and kiss him <laughs> in his story. room. True story. True story. I just kissed Andy on the forehead. <laughs> And Nick, I don't know if you remember, we were watching the game together, right? At, at Chris's. Um, uh, I think no, I think I was, I think I was at a different friend's house, and I, I was just watching the little football bounce back and forth, and I, I, I like ran out into the, uh, into the street, maybe not a run, but I was out in the street, and I just yelled like, "Oh my, effing god! Oh my effing god! You've got to be kidding me!" And some other random Packer fan a block of the way goes, "Fna man!" Like yells back at me. <laughs> And and in tr- and in true Packers like small town fashion, they invite McNown and Poole to the first playoff game and offer him a key to the city. Yeah, and Poole said it was too cold though. <laughs> he like went to a he sat in the stands for like a quarter. It was like right. I was uh I guess you weren't at I was at Chris's. I was thinking you might have been there, Nick. But uh, we had one person there whose girlfriend was somewhere where they actually had NFL ticket. It was so uncommon back then that he called her and she was doing play by play over the phone. And then he was just repeating everything she was saying to a room of people like hanging on every word. And like, it was basically that same thing you just said of like Cardinals it's fourth down, like thrown into the end zone. It's caught touch. And Chris just grabbed me and picked me up above his head, like, like up to the ceiling. We've like, all had me Chris pick us up. Yeah, just yes. everyone lost their minds. That's yeah, one of the all-time great Packer moments. This is an interesting wow. year because it was like the first year of Al Harris, and and we we lost Williams right to free yeah, agency. Al, Al Harris was trapped behind like two Pro Bowl cornerbacks in Philly, and like pleaded with Andy Reid, like I got to get a starting job and so I can get a contract. Can you find a way to make it work? And and he said, you know, be patient. If we if we find something that's amenable to both of us, we'll do it. So it was a uh, Al Harris and Mike, Mike a fourth for um, the Packers' second round pick. I think. Yeah, we we had Mike McKenzie on the left, right? And mm-hmm. ended up being a great trade because that was probably the strength of the defense. Right, was the defensive backs, especially corner. The corners are pretty, yeah, pretty rock solid. And it paid off huge uh, wild card weekend when we beat the uh, the Seahawks on that. We want the ball. We're going to score game. 
what an absolutely epic couple weeks stretch to make the playoffs that way and then to win in the playoffs the way they did i mean that's like as good of a like two week stretch for any sports team uh, the game before watched. that is the is the Irvin Favre game too yeah it's insane yeah that's a great three week stretch that's incredible that really is one of the best seasons of our lives and fourth and 26 is the the subsequent week where it all just comes crashing down and it's, um, there were, and it sucks cuz it comes off a year like the year before we were a better team we were what, 12 and 4 coming out of that year and we were i think the the chosen ones to go in and we get murdered by Mike Vick Oh. oh yeah, yeah. Uh, first okay. spot for Lambeau. Let's not talk about that. Let's go <laughs> on to the next one. <laughs> yeah, these, these conversations. Disappointing season. The the last happy moment, and then it's over. Like, and then, <laughs> and then Al Harris scored a touchdown, and the season ended. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Questionable to Return Sports Podcast. Send us your questions. Read more about us and more on our website, questionabletoreturn.com. Follow us on Twitter at Q2Return and Instagram at QuestionableToReturn. You can also like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash QuestionableToReturn. Follow each of the guys on Twitter. For Andy, at Andy, the number nine, M-A-N. Mike, at Mike R. Daly. And Pete, at P, cozy with a K, Junior, J-R. Please consider giving us a five-star review, as well as sharing us with someone you know. 